Okay, this is our, for real, the last, last archetype. <laughs> the sage or the wise woman. Yeah. Or the, do we call this one the crone? Is this one the crone? Yeah, or crone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is, she, you know, in the cycles of life, she's a great one to end on. Um, she's a seeker of truth, self-reflection. Um she has been around the block. You know, like she has seen her shadow side, dealt with, she knows her shadow side pretty well. And she's pretty in tune to that. She um, has wisdom, knowledge, power. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, she's in tune with her intuition. She's a teacher. And she knows her her power and how to express it. Um, she can express that power with uh, peace and strength and sincerity. Like whenever I think of this lady, I'm just like, oh, wow, I'd like to be in her presence almost right. as, as a maiden or as a huntress, a queen even where it's like, give me this, you know, like what <laughs> wisdom do you have to bestow upon me? You know, and, and the sincerity and strength and the peace behind it is like I this think, peace with your shadow side, this peace with all these experiences. Yeah. I think when you started talking, I, when I, when I started to, in my brain, think of, okay, what does a sage feel like? And to me, it was just an overwhelming feeling of calm mm-hmm. because you know, because you've been, you've been for so long that, you know, there's nothing really worth getting worked up about one way or the other, right? You're just very equanimous. <laughs> I'm going to say that that's what, I don't know if that's a word or not. We're going to go. <laughs> We're going to go with it. You guys let us know. <laughs> but she feels very like, she feels like the palm tree that yes, mm-hmm. the wind can blow her, but she's not going to break. She's not even going to crack. She's just, okay. Okay. Yeah. I know how to get back to middle, right? I know how to get back to this equilibrium. I know how to like be here. And I know that being over here on this side of the pumped on on my, you know, left to right, I know that being over there doesn't, I know how to get back to this mm-hmm. way. Um, so I think about Moana we're going to just talk all Disney because everyone, I hope everyone's up on their Disney. Right. Movies. If you're not, you're going to really miss out on some content on here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think about the grandma. Nope. I love her. I love her. Yes. I'm the village crazy lady. And I think that speaking of the village crazy lady, there's a tendency like, oh gosh, there's so many women. There was a lot that I wanted to say there, but there's a tendency to feel lonely at times as a crazy lady or the Mm -hmm. person who's outside. And, and there's, there can be, I'm kind of moving into the challenging parts of this, but you can think you're intellectually superior to everyone because you're always ahead on your journey. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Let's see. You can isolate yourself because you think no one understands you. 
you feel powerless, um, like you don't hold enough influence in the world. So it's like if if you're not showing up and being there to for those maidens or people in those maiden energy right now or the huntress or the queen, like all those archetypes need you. Mm-hmm. The wild woman needs the wise woman, right? And um, finding ways to express this. But this is the other challenge is that because sometimes you can feel so intellectually superior that you're then you're giving this information in a way that can be mean, condescending, condescending, and and maybe a little bitter. Um, So thinking of the lady in Moana, she was there for Moana in those key points to just help kind of guide her in. Right. And I think we all have that that wise woman within. Um, and I think it grows stronger, obviously, with experience and time. Um, but the wise woman in a lot of those movies steps in at those key points for those heroes and gives that little bit of knowledge so that they can continue on. And if it's given in a mean, condescending way, what does that do for the maiden and how, I mean, she gets to decide then how she receives that information, but yeah. So that's, that's kind of the overarching theme of the wise woman. And now I'm curious what you're thinking. Well, I'm not there yet. (laughs) I think, I think this archetype is very rare in that. And yes, there are old souls that are born Mm -hmm. every day, right? Um, and I think to some extent, I think I have a little part of me that is an old soul, but I feel like the sage more than any other archetype, you need time and experience to get there, right? You can't, yes, you can fake your way into a maiden. You can fake your way into a huntress. I don't think you can fake your way into a sage because I think being a sage requires that you've been here, you've done it. You've been here a while, right? Yeah. So to me, I feel like well, you yeah. I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe there's moments of this where you tap into that and mm-hmm. you're like that energy comes through. But I think about again, I talk about Alexa a lot, but I had a dream about her that she was going to be, she was going to cut me open and come out of my belly. And she was a C-section baby. So, which is really weird, but that she had wrinkles under her eyes. And I was like, okay, this little old soul. Anyways, she has gems of wisdom for me that it's like, have you lived other lives, child? You know, like you're like, how long have you been here? And how do you deeply understand that? And I think that that's some, a lot of that is due to self-reflection and being fully aware of, of, yeah, of who you are and what is actually being realistic about yourself and then being Mm -hmm. like, yeah, my shadow side, I know them intimately. And it's like, how quick can you get there and know yourself and how good are you or how good are you at reflecting? And internalizing. Yeah. It feels out of it. It feels out of reach for me. And I don't want to say that in a pity party or even a minimizing or speaking from a place of 
fear or, oh, that's not for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really, if I'm honest, it just feels out of reach for me at this point in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. in a year I could feel differently, but I think at this point I'm, obviously I want to channel more of that equanimity that, that a sage has where you don't, you're not as easily affected by the whims of things and others, right? That's something that I'm, I work on that every day. That's one of the things that I'm working on this year is um, not having attachment, releasing attachment to all the things. (laughs) And so I feel like, I feel like I'm such a young soul that I'm not anywhere near like being, being a sage isn't even on my radar, you know? Yeah. Well, that goes into how it does on it flows with our life, mm-hmm. you know, where we are probably mostly in a maiden. I mean, people can stay in that archetype mostly all of their life, like we talked about. Um, so maybe some of them never really move. People don't move into the huntress or they don't move into the wise woman because I know old people that are not wise. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think age and experience, it, it's what you do with it, right? It's, it's what you, it's what you do with the information that you've gleaned in your years of life and experience. But there are like 20 year olds that I'm like, whoa, you have done a lot of work (laughs) in this short amount of time. Right. Holy shit. Like, I almost can't keep up with them where I'm like. Wow. Yeah, this this generation I don't know yeah. if it's I don't Z. Is that what they are? I think my kids are Gen Z. Yours might be another generation. I think your your age kids and a little older. Whatever gen generation that is. I really gen- see like a huge difference in them versus mine. And maybe it's the people that I hung out with when I was in high school, which I was a wild woman in high school. No, they are different. I 100%. They seem like they have such better heads on their shoulders. They're like, no, I'm not, I don't like drinking. I'd rather study. And I'm like, that would never have come out of my mouth in college. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, drinking doesn't serve me. So I don't do that. But I'm going to start my business at 21. And I'm like, holy fuck. I can't believe this. They're, they're amazing. I, I want to, I'm very curious to see how they affect the energy and our planet. Yes. I think they're, they, it's almost like they have to, as a necessity, be more conscious because they're like, we're going to be here a lot longer than you fuckers who's messed up our world. So we got to like start thinking about how to take care of ourselves. And not only that, I think that's been a trickle down through the generations now. It's like shaking out where that is like, I didn't know what yoga was. I was like, what? (laughs) Not that yoga is the only thing to do, but like self-reflection. And I think those things have been around. But now I think as a society, we're sort of being like, hey, let's be a little more conscious of things. And they're getting like really conscious of a lot of things. And the things that they talk about, my 15-year-olds and my daughter will be like, mom, it's not the same. Like, I promise you, like, I'll tell her stories and I'll be like, well, this might, you know, this might come up or this might happen. She's like, mom, it's not the same anymore. Like things obviously can happen, but 
There was a party across the street from my house where a, a, a teenager got had a party at like 200 people. Like, no joke. Sweet. And I knew the parents were out of town. I had been texting the parents and I'm like, okay, there's a legit party at your house now. And I go over to the guy and I'm like, hey, do you want me to help you shut this down? Like, He's like, no, 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 it's fine. Because I'm like, definitely people are going to call the police. Like, there's no way that no one's calling the police. It's very <laughs> visible. And the police come. No one runs. No what? one. No. It was wild. I'm sorry. And, Why and would so they I'm not outside. run? How old were they? Were they like drinking Coke and reading the Bible? Like, why were why would they not run? <laughs> oh, they were definitely drinking and probably doing drugs. But <laughs> so I'm outside in my front yard, like asking these kids, what is happening? Like, I'm sitting in my front yard, like, hey, the police are coming, guys. I know they're coming. Like, and I didn't they're call them, like, but they're here. They're coming. <laughs> yeah, it was me, but I know they're coming. I had talked to like every neighbor, right? At this point. Um, and the kids are like, no, there's like, first of all, safety in numbers. And like, they can't really do anything. Like, we're just sitting here. Like, if they hadn't been drinking or they were just outside. Because I I was like, if there was a party, like, in my day, you ran if the cops were coming. Like, and they were like, no, that is not what we do now. And it was mind boggling to me. And the cops, and and honestly, they were super... Um, like they were walking, they weren't walking on my yard. I have a corner lot and they were, they weren't walking through my yard. They were all fairly quiet. It wasn't like a really, I mean, there was like one kid ran down, you know, they went down there in their car, like flipping off the cops. But like, that was like one out of like 200 kids. So anyways, sorry to get off on real tangent, but I do <laughs> think that's important to recognize that this is a different generation and they're doing different shit. And it's they are. It's exciting to me, it, honestly. And it seems it seems like more mature shit. It seems like yeah. sage type shit. Yes. Which is interesting because so in generation well, so we moved out of the Pisces the year of Pi like I don't know a lot about this, right? And so we're in Aquarius, which Pisces is the last. Um in astrology. And so now we're moving into, or we are in the Aquarius and I think have been since 2009. And okay, I could be totally wrong, you guys, but it's like, we're in a new age. We are in a new age of enlightenment and things that kids are going to have to be cognizant about, but also even metaphysically. I'm so excited. I, I wish, <laughs> I wish I'd had that for me. Obviously, I didn't. And for a reason, right? I don't want to, I, I did what I did for a reason and I'm here for, you know, I'm here for a reason, but I just, I wish I could have imagine how much more well-adjusted we would have been if we'd had these knowledge of, you know, all the things that we talk about on this yeah. podcast <laughs> and that we're continuing to learn, but we're doing our job in learning these things and hopefully molding and shaping the future so that they know more and more, right? Like yeah. hopefully that we're getting better so that they can be better. I mean, there's always cyclical things. And I think to get better, it has to get worse sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's just the nature of things. Yeah. Um, of cycles, birth and rebirth and death, right? De death and rebirth cycles. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's going to be really fascinating to watch what they do. 
For sure. And so what about what about the sage resonates with you? You're you you seem like to me you're a little bit more on a sagey path than I am. So I'm curious how how you feel sage about the sage. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. I feel like what's so fascinating is that I feel like I've embodied a lot of these archetypes. But I'm also like even though I'm we're we're how how far in, in age are we? What I'm 38. Oh, I'm 35. Yes, I'm 35. But in that gap of years, even from like, I swear from my Saturn return, so like, I think it was like 32-ish when that happened, to now, I feel like I've embodied so much of these archetypes that have been already in me, but mm-hmm. I'm just tapping more into them. Yeah. And I not only that, I have a huge craving to be wild woman and I think a wise woman. I think those two are the like... I mean, there's a little bit of queen in there, a little huntress, but I think those two I've always gravitated to if I look at movies or other archetypes that I'm like, and I think those are the ones that draw us in. And I can be silly and I can be a maiden and I can be the life of the party 100%. But in my nature, I think that those those two are like. Yeah, I feel that from you. Those are probably... If I was going to peg you for two archetypes, it would be the mystic and the sage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since we're, okay, that's a great thing. Um, now I'm wondering about you. Like, what two do you identify most with? I would say that I identify probably the most with the huntress. I was better high achiever. Like, yes, like yeah. you got our shit together for the podcast. You're like, I'm on it. We're doing this. We're doing this. Right? Like, you're like, I know what the like. I can get that. Okay, sorry. I'm very going. much like a, oh, I got a project, class project today. I have it done by tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck around. I don't want to procrastinate. I want to get it done so I can move on to other things. Right. Wow. So I'm very much a a huntress. And I don't know if that's, I wonder if it's because I'm like a firstborn, right? And I know firstborn yeah, energy. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But I don't know what the second one would be. Let's see. Maiden, mother, huntress, queen, Hmm. wild woman. Maybe. I would like to think that I'm coming into my wild woman phase. Mm -hmm. Like I think... I think since I started having kids and just really recently in February of this year, I've started really evaluating the things that I think and, Mm. you know, not even like how I speak, but that not to bring up that damn crop top again, but I mean, it's just a good fallback. Right. You know what, why, you know, really thinking, oh, I can't, don't even, don't even add that to your cart. Well, why can't you add that to your cart? Do you like it? Yeah. Do you want it? Yeah. Do you care what other people think? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, yes. But I'm trying not to. So I would like to think of myself as maybe like a secondary mystic. I'm just sort of coming in, coming Mm -hmm. into that archetype in my life, I feel like. Well, like Like pulling in Reiki for you, like this healing element of the mystic, right? Um, Mm -hmm. 
I don't know how you feel about nature or spiritual kinds of things. And I, and I think, but I think you're drawn to those things. It's just so and, fucking hot down here. <laughs> <laughs> that being outside is exhausting. I like to enjoy nature from air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but like maybe moving from maiden mother-ish stuff where it's like conditioning and not only society. Like I have to be a mother. Like mm-hmm. I have to protect and take care of. And we need to and you need to nurture however much or little that is, or the people pleasing of the maiden is. And I think that's what the wild woman, the power of her is, is to pull us out of those. Yes. And I think that that that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling this, this pull of the mystic sort of pulling me away from that maiden people pleasing, making myself small. So other people feel good. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm experiencing right now is that that pull from the mystic out of maidenhood. But even Which like is good because I'm sick of this maiden shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it can be exhausting. It's so exhausting. I'm so tired of making sure that everybody else feels okay. Yeah. Is everybody okay? I'm tired of it. But that's also think about queen imbalanced energy of like, okay, you're people pleasing. But not only that is that your queen is imbalanced because she's trying not to shine so bright and she's Mm -hmm. trying not to be so fucking hot because it's going to make other people uncomfortable. That crop top, y'all, is going to make y'all uncomfortable. (laughs) You don't even know. (laughs) But truly like, but when we are in balance of these archetypes, I do think that we can be a light for others. And that's why I want to encourage everyone to like embrace these healthy elements of these archetypes is that when others, when we can shine bright, so it gives others the freedom to do so too, right? Like Mm -hmm. I love that thought is that whenever we're living our authentic selves, when we're being our wild woman, it allows other people to do the same. Yeah, It, It frees other people and they may at first judge you. And after some self-reflection, they might be like, actually, it's just because I am like with the queen imbalance of like, um, you're threatened by that woman or whatever. Um, you're like, oh, okay. I, actually, I want to be more. I want to bring more of that into my own life. And that's why I'm kind of pissed off that you're living that, you know? Right, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I've really enjoyed this series on archetypes. Thank you, Reba, for bringing us with the the facts and the deets. I gave you a little piece, a little entryway. Yeah, just just a little dabble into archetypes. Um, Yeah, so we're wrapping up this series. You guys have made it through a whole week of us. Congratulations. Now take a break. Go listen to something else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, leave us some feedback, though. We love to hear you guys' thoughts and... um, Yes. Leave us, leave us five star reviews. Leave us, (laughs) (laughs) leave us comments. Um, Leave us if you want to hear us talk about crystals, or if you're dying for another food episode. I know, I know, mom. I know, mom is dying for a food episode. So she is. We got you, Lori. We're gonna get get it. Plan for that. (laughs) We've got some fun things coming up um, for the holiday season. So. We, we're just really grateful that you guys are here on our journey with us, and we hope you enjoyed the archetypes. Yeah. Bye. Bye.